This week on VoiceOver Voices, we're going to hear about audiobooks, acting grandmas, tips for aspiring voice artists, script games, ADRs, or automated dialogue replacement in film and TV, and the loudest kissing sign-off you've ever heard. Not that, obviously. And welcome to VoiceOver Voices, the weekly podcast where we delve into the wordy world of voiceovers. Each week you'll meet a professional voiceover artist, find out who they are and how they got into this work, and listen while we run through some slightly ridiculous script games which are based on the kind of jobs we tackle on any given day in the studio. I'm Cathy Ogden and I'm a voiceover artist, singer, songwriter and now podcaster. A voiceover artist needs to be able to sight-read scripts, take direction, interpret the client's brief, create characters, moderate their vocal tone, flip from character to character, and somehow manage to do all this within a tight time limit. It's an intensely focused kind of job, and people come into it from all sorts of different backgrounds. And what's more, we're largely invisible to all but our agents, clients, and each other. Well, I'm changing all that, so on with the show. My guest this week on VoiceOver Voices is actor and voiceover artist Felicity Jurd. When I was reading Felicity's biography for this introduction, two things became clear. One, Felicity is a woman who has studied her craft since childhood. Two, her range of acting, voice and coaching credits could quite literally fill up the next several hours. So I will try to do her justice with as much brevity as I can. As a child, Felicity studied dance and acted in radio and TV. She went on to study at the Australian Theatre for Young People and continued studying voice, speech, dance, acting, Shakespearean voice and speech, accents and singing. And she holds a Bachelor of Arts in English Literature and French Language from Macquarie University and a Certificate for in Training and Assessment. The love of her craft took her to New York, where she studied at the Atlantic Theatre Company, and then London, where she studied at Lambda, going on to live in London for 10 years, amassing a string of acting, coaching and voiceover credits to add to her list of theatre, film and TV performances in New York and Australia. You can hear Felicity's voice on audiobooks such as Fly Away by Kathleen Jennings. You can see her in numerous screen productions, including The Drover's Wife and Dr. Doctor. You've probably seen her on stage. Her list of theatre credits includes Five Women Wearing the Same Dress, The Vegemite Tales, and she's probably best known for her stage role in I May Fly, which she performed in Sydney, New York and London. Plus her film credits include the award-winning UK film Green Means Stop. Felicity is constantly in the studio recording audiobooks, fiction podcasts, voicing award-winning advertising campaigns, documentaries, corporate training, radio and TV ads, and has appeared in many commercials too. And on top of all that, Felicity is a dedicated acting and voice coach and has a beautiful son and is one of the kindest humans I've ever met. So with that said, welcome to VoiceOver Voices, Felicity Jurd. Oh, Kathy, <laughs> that's so lovely of you. Thank you so much. That's really, um, I liked the last part best. Ah. It's true. I, li- I, liked, <laughs> I like to be kind. I think that's really important. I think that's a new thing that we're all doing these days, much more than the old days. 
You know, I think toughness has its place, but I think it's also about you can still be kind. Yeah. And make t- you can make tough decisions and yet still be kind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the most important things in the world, and it shines through in our business, I think, as well. People who are kind to each other and show camaraderie amongst our fellow actors and voice actors and are easy to get along with in the studio and all of those things are as important as our talents. I think so too. I Mm. think so because we're creating art and we're creating something for an audience. So we have to, to appreciate all humans, I think, in order to understand them and in order to kind of have enough compassion that you can portray someone else or portray someone else's story. So true. Yeah, put yourself in their shoes, really. That's the ultimate thing, isn't it? It really is. And I think when you have to be somebody's actual voice in, for example, an an audio book, that is an enormous undertaking. How do you research that sort of thing? Yeah, it's a good question. I always go to the style of language. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where my degree, I really enjoy that aspect of the work, actually, the research process of kind of going through and going, well, they're using language that is very descriptive or they're using language that's very action-based. You know, some very simple things become obvious very quickly. Mm -hmm. And then looking at, do they love adverbs? Do they love long sentences? Does the language build in pace? Does it feel like the author is building a suspense or does it feel like the author is painting a picture? You know, when I did Fly Mm. Away with Kathleen Jennings, it was like, I, I described it to her as We've been in contact quite a bit because it's the most incredible novel. You really must read it. It's winning awards and getting reviews. And she's actually she's actually an award-winning illustrator. Ah. Um, like she wins constant awards for that. So, and, wait, so is the, the book that you narrated, does it have her pictures through it? Or? It does have some of her pictures through it, yes. Mm. Um, not loads, but it, so it's not a picture book, but it does have some illustrations in it, absolutely. In that case, uh, I'm buying the book and I'm listening to you. Yeah, as an artist. Oh, my God, of course, Kathy, as an artist, you would love that. (laughs) So she's famous for doing sort of original um, hand-cut, very intricate designs and and especially sort of animals and unusual animals and things. So entering her mind was easy because she was so specific, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think Mm -hmm. when these writers create this alternative world, it becomes very easy to see the pace that it should be, the harshness or the delicacy that you need to have on your tongue when you're reading. Because it's never with narration, it's never just about... A character voice. It's about entering yeah. the energy. Yes, if that absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Was there a chance to actually listen to her speaking at all before you did this, or was that not something that you wanted to do? Uh, yes, there was. Normally, authors will send a pronunciation guide, which mm-hmm. Kathleen was fantastic with because there were a lot of place names that obviously were specific to the novel. So I think that was really helpful. So I heard her voice doing individual words or individual phrases from the novel, mm-hmm. um, which was terrific. It did help me hear her. I didn't hear her speak about it, but I heard her tone and I heard Mm -hmm. her energy. And then sometimes I actually also go on, in this instance I didn't, but sometimes I go on and I look at the author if they've spoken about a book that they've written previously, if they've had an interview. That's really handy as well, I'm sure. I do do that. Yeah. 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 Look, I'm going to stop us here and continue this on in a minute because I want to do our Mm -hmm. first game. Okay. And then I'll come back and awesome. ask some more questions. I, I, I might get nervous, Kathy. What am I going to do? You are so oh. not going to get – this is the easiest thing you'll do all day. And Excellent. it's also – this is where we get to have fun. This is pure fun. 
with no one there going, you must do it like this, except me, because I can be a oh, tyrant. I can be a tyrant, oh, awesome. I tell you, with my little spinning <laughs> character wheel thing. This is going to be two in the booth. We are two budgies. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to be Sam and you be Joe. Okay. And, and then at the Joe? end, mm-hmm. there is a <laughs> – where this becomes an ad <laughs> – Ah, you do the voiceover at the end in your regular cheery ad selling voice. Okay, no okay. worries. But up until that <laughs> point, you as Joe the Budgie are going to be. I'm spinning the wheel for your character. Oh no! <laughs> you are going to be. A... <laughs> a what? You can't even breathe. You can't breathe, Kathy. You're having far too much fun. Oh no! I'm going to cry. Am I going to cry? I'm going to cry. Can you handle sexy minx at this time of the day? Oh, goodness. Kathy, there's going to be a lot of imagination involved. All right. Okay. And then, okay, in my character, dang, what am I going to be? I'm going to be a child. Oh, no. That's a bit off. That is kind of weird, but anyway. This is this is the mighty wheel of doom tells us, and then your accent. Oh, oh gosh, can you be an Irish sexy minx? Well, I'm going to try my best then, aren't I? Oh, I love that you can do that because I can't do Irish. Okay, all right then, we'll try. And I'm going to be U S A. Oh, all right. I'll try. Now we're on a problem because then I'll try and copy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Irish and American can actually sneak into each other, can't they? But anyway, Correct. not that I know because I can't do Irish. So, um, so I'm going to be yeah American. Not child. that I know because I've never done anything like that, blending <laughs> accents ever. <laughs> All right, um, um, right. So I am Sam. You are Joe. We are budgies in a cage, having a chat. Here we go. Morning, Joe. Morning, Sam. Sleep okay? Can't complain, except the cat climbed up the curtains in the middle of the night and nearly landed on our cage. I know. I was playing dead. You were very brave, though. You reckon? Yep. The way you screamed at him and told him he'd better not come any closer or you'll bite his whiskers off. Yes, well, you gotta be tough with the felines. Look at him now. Butter wouldn't melt. The human gave him that catnip fish toy after your screaming woke her up and he's worn himself out playing it with it all night i just don't see the attraction of that catnip stuff i guess that's why it's called catnip and not birdnip oh yes you have a point so what's the plan for today i'm going to eat some seed drink a bit of water pack at that weird bird in the mirror Fly from this perch to the other one, take a nap and watch a bit of daytime TV and do some preening. Me too. Yep, well, it's been nice chatting, but breakfast awaits and the early bird gets the worm, as they say. We have worms? Nah, just kidding. Same old, same old. Dough. Yep, I'm seriously considering an escape next time she opens the cage to clean it out. It's all a bit monotonous, don't you think, Sam? Yes, Joe. You lead the way and I'll be right there with you. Come to Pet Palace for all your pet needs. We have a full array of new and exciting toys and treats for all your feathered and furry friends. Bored budgie? 
crazy cat, depressed dog, will find exactly what you need to perk up your pampered pet and make their life playful and perfect. Come to Pet Palace. It's paradise for pets. Beautifully done, Felicity Dad. You bloody marvel. Oh, I don't know, Kathy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Your voice was so good. I just wanted to listen to you. Now, give me a break. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know how I did on the sexy part, to be completely frank, but uh, I think I nearly got there with the Irish. I think you're um, totally sexy and totally <laughs> Irish. I can't do Irish, so, you know. Oh, that was brilliant. I love Aww. that. Hey, we could do it again. We Can could we do, do it. Again? We could do it again with different characters. Oh, and um, pick up the pace. So I think pretend, so. Pretend we're mm. like doing like a. I have no idea how long this script is, but like a one minute read or something. Yeah, great idea. Okay. That's great. I felt that lagging. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, I was I was like overacting to the max. <laughs> so let's just, go. Just having fun, won't we? All right. So here we go. Spinning. Ah, now you are USA. Oh. And character. Oh, a natural. There you go. Oh, lovely. Natural USA. Morning, Sam. Okay, and me, I am. Oh my gosh, I'm Russian. I love oh, that. Oh, I love it. I'm You're so Russian. happy that I'm Russian. Oh. And character. Newsreader. Ew, Russian newsreader. That is hard. That is very hard. Okay, so here we go. Morning, Joel. Morning, Sam. Sleep okay. Can't complain, except the cat climbed at the curtains in the middle of the night and nearly landed on our cage. I know, I was playing dead. You were very brave, though. You reckon? Yep, the way you screamed at him and told him he better not come any closer or you'll bite his whiskers off. Yeah, well, you gotta be tough with felines. Look at him now. Butter wouldn't melt. The human gave him that catnip fish toy after your screaming woke her up, and he's worn himself out playing with it all night. I just don't see the attraction of that catnip stuff. I guess that is why it is called catnip and not birdsnip. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a point. So, what's the plan for today? I'm gonna eat some seed, drink a bit of water, pack at that weird bird in the mirror. Fly from this perch to the other one, take a nap, and watch a bit of daytime TV, and do some preening. Oh, me too. Yeah, well, it's been nice chatting, but breakfast awaits, and the early bird gets the worm, if they say. We have worms? Nah, just kidding. Same old, same old. Dull. Yep, I'm seriously considering an escape next time she opens the cage to clean it out. It's all a bit monotonous. Yes, you think, so. Sam? Oh, sorry. No, I just went over your line. I'm Oh, terrible. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yes, Joe. You'll lead the way and I will be there with you. Come to Pet Palace and for all your pet needs, we have a full array of new and exciting treats and toys for all your feathered and furry friends. Bored budgie, crazy cat, depressed dog, we'll find exactly what you need to perk up your pampered pet and make their life playful and perfect. Come to Pet Palace. It's paradise for pets. <laughs> that was so much fun. Well, I know who to come to if I need a Russian lesson. Well, I'm not sure about this, but you know, I try. I am pretty certain. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So I would like to go back to the beginning. And I believe your grandmother did radio dramas. Is that right? 
She did. She did do radio mm. dramas and she also did a thing called the Children's Hour. Yeah, she was a big a big radio person. In fact, in Perth in 19, I think it was 1932. Wow. It was at the height of the Depression, really. Mm. She was only about 14 and she went up to ABC Radio and said, Hi, my name is May Hart and I'd like a job, please. And... The okay. kind of the the gall, <laughs> <laughs> the gall of that, and they said, "Okay, let's audition you." And then she got a part. Wow! So you know, I sometimes have to remind myself of that. And she was a great teacher for me in so many ways, but particularly in terms of that personality trait. I mean, my grandmother used to put me through my paces. You'd arrive, and she'd be like, "I need a monologue now," and I'd be like, oh, "Grandma, I'm just going to go to the toilet. I've been on the train for two hours." She's like, "No, monologue first, toilet later." I was like, no, I just need to go. I'm busting, Grandma. I've been drinking water on the train. It was so hot. No, monologue. Oh, okay. wow. She's so fun. But she, she did it with good humour. Like it yeah. wasn't. But there was this. <laughs> what an incredible, extraordinary influence on your life to have oh somebody God, like that totally. who is both brilliant at what they did and encouraging and such an extraordinary human. Wow. She was, but she did create sort of that that next level work thing that you're talking about where you go in and you can just work for hours and hours and not even realise. Like she taught me how to do that, which I'm so grateful for because I can do an eight-hour rehearsal and she's like, oh, we'll just have a break for a chocolate biscuit. No, no, it's lunch business. <laughs> I was like, oh, Grandma, I think we should probably eat a sandwich. Oh, can have it after. <laughs> Brilliant. Worry about toilet later. <laughs> my grandmother, um, my mum's mum, she started as a child because she was left-handed. I'm left-handed. Oh, and her, are you? Yeah, and but for my poor grandmother, she had her left hand bound behind her back at school. <gasps> oh, and that no. caused her to stutter. But oh, every dang. cloud has a silver lining because oh. it, because of her stutter, she then went to elocution lessons, and as part of her oh. elocution lessons was reciting Shakespeare. And oh, how beautiful. So oh. I'd walk into my, oh, my grandmother's house as like a five-year-old and she'd be going, friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I it sounds like our grandmothers were related. Yeah. I know. Although, I mean, my grandmother would have loved to have done something, but she was busy. She had, you know, she had six kids and yeah. and uh, she was part of an almost Victorianly stifled environment. And right. so she could never yeah. have done anything with it. But she entertained us like... <laughs> So um, if there were any aspiring voice actors who you could give like some just little gems of advice to that would make their lives easier slash more likely to succeed in this business mm. if they, they love doing voice work or they think they do. Yeah. I mean, goodness, I mean, so many people would give different pieces of advice here. I mean, my... My main advice is actually read aloud every day. That, that's ah. my that's my number one piece of advice because when I'm reading aloud every day, I deal with the studio pressure much better because then I'm not thrown by hearing my own voice back and having to correct it. You know, even if you're reading aloud and you make loads of mistakes, correcting yourself, going back and getting it right and then trying it in a different accent and not just for the sake of doing funny voices. I think there's a misconception about voiceovers that it's just about doing funny voices. Yeah. It is about changing, mm -hmm. but it's about, it's, well, I mean, I suppose cartoons, obviously, animation, video games is different, but for the vast majority of voiceover artists, you're working in 
narration, corporate narration, TV commercials, radio commercials, yeah. you know, explainer videos. It, you need to be able to do subtle changes. So I would say reading aloud and reading aloud as if you were different. Actually, your game. I, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I should just recommend your game. Your game is actually, <laughs> I think that's what we need to practice is how to make shifts that aren't what we would expect. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Right. So we're going to flip now to mm. a kind of crazy TV promo script okay. where we get to hear Felicity Judd doing Felicity Judd. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, typical Australian TV promo, hyper-energetic, and this is an absurd TV show that I just made up. <laughs> I love it. Also, I just have to admit, I've not actually even read it, so I am going to be doing an Arctic That's the cold. whole point. Felicity. Okay, great. So you it's can... what happens when we go into the – this is the whole point. This is why I'm 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 horrible and I only send you the scripts five seconds before we go on. And in, and so in my that... case, I didn't, I didn't even, yeah, read this one. No, it's fine. Oh, my goodness. So um... – <laughs> Have a quick read. This will be my this will be my quirkiest ever promo. Okay, and I will Let's not. Go for it. I will not even tell you that I'm going to time you because that would just be you know cruel. make it cruel, cruel and mean. <laughs> You're too funny. Okay, right. okay. Let's try. Let's do in three, two, one. Tonight, on the season finale of Which Celebrity Does My Pet Resemble? Will Bob's iguana win for his striking resemblance to Tony Blair in the Pet Polly's Parade? Which member of the Spice Girls does Gavin's Burmese mountain cat look like? Is Annie's pet budgie really capable of singing like Mariah Carey? Or Mariah Canary? Find out on the season finale of Which Celebrity Does My Pet Resemble? At 7.30pm on your favourite pet station, Channel K9. Beautifully done. <laughs> Mariah Canary, you got me with that one. I didn't, I didn't see that. It's funny how your eyes as a voiceover artist always kind of, you have to train yourself not to do what I just did. So what I just did oh, was I yeah, assumed that the was word. Mean. That was That was a word yeah. bomb. That was yeah, a horrible, you know, was nasty word bomb. And it's just because when I was writing it, I was singing like Mariah Canary, I can't even say, Mariah Canary just made me laugh. So there I'm you go. doing that thing where I'm desperate to redo it. Well, you have done it in 26.81 seconds. Okay. And I would like you to do it in, I'd like you to shave off at least, let's try and get it down to 20, 22 Two? seconds. Yes. I thought you'd say 22. I yeah. just had a feeling. All right. Okay. In three, two, one. Tonight, on the season finale of Which Celebrity Does My Pet Resemble? Will Bob's iguana win for his striking resemblance to Tony Blair in the Pet Polly's Parade? Which member of the Spice Girls does Gavin's Burmese mountain cat look like most? Is Annie's pet budgie really capable of singing like Mariah Canary? Find out on the season finale of Which Celebrity Does My Pet Resemble? At 7.30pm on your favourite pet station, Channel K9. Whoa. You just did it in 21.46. Yes. yes. My son would be so 21. proud of 21.46 seconds. You win. <laughs> The oh. prize. The prize. Yay. Ka-choo. Which is, um, I'll think. To read it. another yes, to difficult read poem. Another <laughs> difficult thing. <laughs> that actually would be the best prize for me. You'd be like, Felicity, <laughs> so daggy. I'd be like, okay, I'll read another one. Oh, speaking of daggy, I love that <laughs> one of your, okay, you are a word nerd, aren't you? I am. Self love words. Best. I love totally. words too, and um, and I love you. You've told me once before about the fact that your agent wouldn't let you put your dictionary read onto you. <laughs> My very clever and very sensible agent yes. in the UK, beautiful, beautiful man. Um, 
He very sensibly told me, Felicity, it's not for your demo. Um, I'm not going to do his voice because I wouldn't do it justice, but he has the most gorgeous, he's actually an ex-voiceover artist and Ah. um, beautiful voice. And uh, he said, no, you're not going to be putting that on your demo. And I said, oh, but, you know, I just, you know, I'm so proud of the job and can I at least get a copy? I just want to copy because I was going through this stage of like trying to get better at documenting all my work because I just for years done all this work and never had a copy of anything. So never had a proof that I'd even worked. Oh, I'm terrible at that too. Yes, go on. Yes. And when you move cunt- and when you move countries as often as I do, there's kind of oh, a bit of an yeah. issue. So anyway, yeah. he said to me, No, 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 you can't use it. And I said, Okay, and then I got the C D through and it was this lovely C D from Oxford University Press, you know, Very Australian gosh. Australian version of the C D ROM of the Oxford Dictionary. I was so excited. And I opened it up and it says track one and it's sample sentences, the most boring, dry phrases you've ever heard in your life. The shelf was made of wood. You stuff like that, right? Mm. Um the shelf was painted white. And blue, and it was like literally almost <laughs> it's repetitious. So as exciting well. and intense! It was so exciting, and I was thinking, what background music can I put to that to make it? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, and I sort of, I had a little chuckle to myself because I thought Neil, he knows me so well. That was so sweet of him to kind of very gently say to me, "Not appropriate." Um, but uh, I was just being excited brilliant. because. I'd done all of these really amazing jobs, but that one actually did mean more to me for some reason. I don't, I can't explain it. I just I felt- can totally understand it. I love words, and I've actually done similar things as well. Have when, you? you know, teaching, I bet you have. Uh, well, just um, teaching English to non-English speakers through yeah. e-learning things, where you exactly that you have a conversation with someone, or you, and it's very slow build up where you're you're like, <laughs> yeah. good, good afternoon, good afternoon, and I hope you're having a lovely time today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And, yeah, all that. I mean, it's just. I so I'm in that world. That was a, the vast majority of my uh, work for a long time as I was sort of starting out was ELT. Um, right. So, which yeah, is sort of, which is the English um, e-learning and mm-hmm. and CD-ROMs and it's sort of for um for Cambridge and for Macmillan and for Oxford and all all of the big universities have programs for business fluency, and so you have different speeds. So some of the speeds are you know, the shelf was painted white. Like that is the speed. It has to be, right? And then you'll get to advanced business level and you're like, oh my God, I'm doing a business one today. And you're like, oh great, I can do normal pace. And you go, the shelf was painted white. And they're like, too fast. Uh, The shelf was painted white would be fine, but that's as fast (laughs) as it could go. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to throw in another one for you Mm -hmm. then because of your love of words and my love of words and my love of writing ridiculous nonsense poetry, which I think is becoming a thing now on my my podcast. Of course, I've only had two episodes out, but... (laughs) I love you. Both of the previous episodes, we've done this. Um, Now, I actually wrote this last night specifically for you. Did you? Yes. You wrote me a poem. I wrote you a poem. Don't get too excited. It's a nonsense poem. So basically, it's that thing where I put words together in a line that have nothing to do with each other. So your job is to read them in a character and a accent. Goodness, it's so hard. I've just been reading it right now. I don't even know what it is, but there's I'm not try. there's yeah, it's just ridiculousness. But Ooh. I I know you're going to do this justice. I know it's going to be amazing. You just read it as a poem, as if what you're reading makes sense. Okay? Mm-hmm. And your character is natural. There you go. That's a that's okay. a lucky one. And lucky. <laughs> Very lucky. I'm lucky. <laughs> oh, sweat dripping down my face. Ah, oh, 
Okay. Yeah, you can actually choose to do whatever you want with this one because it's just animation. So you can oh. choose from a character that you've done in animation or a character that exists in your head or whatever you want, really. So, All right. I might do it for this one. It's quite hard. It's kind of like an adult version of Dr. Zeus. Only Dr. Zeus makes far more sense. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm just going to have a stab. Just I don't go know whether it. it'll be much of a go character. Go slowly and just okay. give it some give it some meaning that it utterly doesn't have. Okay, okay, <laughs> definitely. I'll do that. Chortle fan horse nebula. Infraction storms the frock. Vertigo epitome bean. Limbo artificial non-winker. Steeple condemnation musketeer, a long decide tile lemming, hedge bingo, and ache loose magpie in saddlebacks or bandana chartreuse. Many aptitude tourists zero and lost gin, fatigue, plethora, van burgle snipe, lift although today, fluffy veto, hemisphere. having far too much fun that was brilliant i was i I had to hold my tongue so much when you did you read plethora van burgle snipe (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i don't even know what that means but it's funny that was was seriously challenging that was about plethora van burgle snipe oh (laughs) that was it'd be great as a news report wouldn't it yes absolutely (laughs) make about as much sense as the news does at the moment. (laughs) Good Lord. All right, then. You make me laugh. (laughs) So, Felicity. Ah, okay. Tell me about a particularly memorable voiceover experience. I'd like to know one that just springs to mind where you were like, that was either really weird, really hard, really funny, or any of those things. Hmm. I I have to say there was a moment I didn't realise that my life was about to change. I did this big dubbing job and I'd oh, never done dubbing fun. before. Yeah. <clears throat> and I got called into Goldcrest in London and it was to say it was stressful would be the wrong word because it wasn't stressful, but it was awe-inspiring. You know oh. when something is so full of awe that you just can't believe you're there? <laughs> um, it was like the most incredible studio, the most incredible actors, the starring actors had just finished their own dubbing and were in the waiting room and then were leaving, you know, and then I'm called in to do my little bits and stuff with a big group of actors. Mm-hmm. And at the lunchtime break, because we were sort of doing four hours and they gave us a little break, lunchtime there were people smoking out the front and I just went out to call my agent to see if I needed to think of anything else and he said to me how are you going in there and I said oh I'm going okay and he said okay good they've asked me back for the afternoon he goes okay good and so then I hung up and 30 second calls always mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. that's the other thing don't keep your agent on the phone <laughs> no never. don't chat too much I'm no. such a chat I'm such a chatterbox <laughs> get off the phone Felicity so um, then the guy who was smoking a cigarette next to me he said to me I don't smoke but he was and he said to me is this your first gig and I said, uh, yes, is it that obvious? And he goes, yes. <laughs> so in that moment, I was like, okay, I feel Aww. like a pee. I feel like a pee. Um, but it was your first gig doing whatever that, dubbing. that actual yeah, dubbing. Yeah, yeah dubbing. come but, on. But they asked yeah. me back and I kept going back, so I mustn't have done that badly. But it was like a baptism of fire, the amount of pressure. I just yeah. couldn't. Like I coped with it fine, yeah. but boy was I like, here's the deep end and now swim. It was like... <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like treading water and I think he could see in my eyes that I was treading water. It was like <laughs> but anyway, it was a very good experience and so I kind of learnt. I then went and did courses in ADR after having done my first uh, job. There you go. So and describe so for, for those of uh, listeners who you know can't envisage what actually happens when you're dubbing a film or a TV program, what actually happens? <clears throat> yeah, so I mean in this particular instance, You've got an enormous screen. So this was for a feature film and I've done TV series as well, but for the feature film, they definitely had the big screen. You're seeing the edit before anyone else, you know, Mm -hmm. the director's seen it, but nobody else. And so you're seeing this movie and you have to look at the movie differently. You're not necessarily looking at the scene or the dialogue. You're looking at background artists. You're looking at your who, what, why, when and where. Yeah. It's your basic improvisation. And so you have to sometimes invent dialogue that fits with mouth movements. Very simple dialogue that's appropriate to the action of the scene that's not going to detract from the leading actors. Yeah. But at the same time not so simple that it has no context for the energy of the scene. So it's quite specific. And then sometimes you'll also do the character next to the lead actor who wasn't uh, mic'd. Mm -hmm. So you might actually have a very specific piece of dialogue like, you know, here's your change, sir, or something like that. So it'll be obvious what the line is. So sometimes it's guessing the line, sometimes it's making it up, and then they'll ask you to do call-outs. So you might do a journalist announcer, you might do the TV announcements, you might do a radio presenter that's in the background of a breakfast scene. Mm-hmm. So there's all these additional sites. You might do a checkout operator. Yep. Smash jam jar in R7. Can someone <laughs> please come into R7? Please clean up the jam jar in R7. So, you know, you can hear my voice in the background of lots of British-Australian co-productions where, you know, like, and but it's so far in the background you can't really tell that it's me or, or anybody else. It's just sound that fills the background to make something feel more real. Okay. Because we, we call them loop groups. Here. Yeah, loop groups. Yeah. Loop groups. So, yeah. Yeah. So that that was kind of group ADR, but also... Um, solo. Which is like looping, solo yeah, but I also well. did solo yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Because the, the loop ones can be kind of interesting because you've got maybe anywhere between four and six actors and... You're, yeah. you're showing the scene and then there's a countdown to where you need to speak and exactly yep. where that line is. You're looking at the screen. You're trying to remember what the line is. It's so intensely focused. Isn't it? You have to remember so much and look at and be aware of about three different things at least at the same time. Plus, if there's a bunch of you, then you've got to make sure that you give each other space. Unless you're doing a crowd scene, for example, where they actually want yeah. you to sound like a party. But even then, it can't be too raucous or silly because it really is stuff that nobody would notice was in a film necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. However, you would utterly notice if it wasn't there because you'd Correct. be like, why are these people yeah. walking into the room and it's completely silent around them and all I can hear is the two actors. That 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 is weird. So it's building up woven bits and pieces that actually fill the soundscape. That's and, it. It's, um, like, it's like the sound, like, I mean, even things like we did a couple of airport scenes. So it's like you don't even realise at an airport how noisy it is. Yeah. Until you see an airport scene with just the leads talking. And yeah. then you go, wow, it's quiet. You know, so you need to have the Jetstar announcer in the background and you need to have a lost child and you need to have couples reunited. And you need to have a businessman running late and a, a businesswoman talking to a, a colleague. You need to have all of those sorts of interactions and people walking. So also that idea of walking past the mic, you know. So that's, yeah, a, that's course, a really interesting, yeah. you know, some people are stressed when they're at an airport. Some people are happy and they will allocate your character sometimes and sometimes they won't. They'll just they want you to come up with what characters 
would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends yeah. on the on the post production supervisor, I suppose. But absolutely, some of them are very specific and have every last thing scripted and and exactly on the timeline and everything. It's very very specific, and some are kind of a bit more loose about it or whatever. Yeah, really interesting. Wow. So you were thrown in. Oh, I I love that. I remember dubbing American commercials into <gasps> Australian. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It's got, it was a fun thing to do. Trying to make your mouth come out with a sound with an Australian accent to an American, you know, an American actor. Is, it's different, isn't it? Because the mouth shape is different, and mm. um, there's a different rhythm as well. So try to keep the accent that you're using authentic. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah, trying cranky. trying to to yeah take on their character as well. It's it's all sorts of fun skills involved in that. That's good fun. Ah, oh, Felicity. Well, look, I would like to get you to do at least one more fun read. Mm. Now, we could do a bit of Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I can't say Ooh. Shakespeare without saying Shakespeare. And it came from a Whose Line Is It Anyway episode. Josie Lawrence. The question I was, love Josie I Lawrence. love her as well. She was a genius. She's one of my favourite narrators. In fact, my son loves Room on the Broom, uh, narrated by Josie Lawrence. It was there the thing go. that got me through many bad days with a toddler. Just put on some Josie Lawrence. Uh, she has a great voice and she's she's just amazing. But she, the, Do you the, know Josie? No, 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 no. Oh, no. my God. I no, gonna... I wish. I would. I Actually, it's one of those people I would fall about on the floor with just in the screaming heap, just going, oh, I'd my be God, a fan, it's you. I'd, I'd be fangirling. I'd be right <laughs> I'd be behind totally you. fangirling. <laughs> um, the, yeah, so the, the, the question was um, the least likely – no, the least appropriate audition for Shakespeare – and she comes out on stage and goes, Oh, yeah, because I really love Shakespeare. I'd be great. <laughs> Is that what you want for this one? No. <laughs> no. He's an unperfect actor on the stage. Um, oh, mate, that's beautiful. Okay, now I'm just going to let you go. You're going to go with it? You go. You're going to go with the I'll, I'll pre- I'm doing a very sort of, all right, we'll go with it. Shakespeare, <laughs> an ode to Josie Lawrence, is an unperfect actor on the stage who, with his fear, is put beside his part, or some fierce thing replete with too much rage, whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart. So I, for fear of trust, forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's right, and in mine own love, strength seem to decay. Or charged with burthen of mine own love's might. Oh, let my looks be then the eloquence and dumb presages of my speaking breast, who plead for love and look for recompense, more than that tongue that more hath more expressed. Ah, learn to read what silent love hath writ. To hear with eyes belongs to love's fine wit. Oh, mate. That just was so so terrible. That's so gross. People will probably, probably be turning their radios <laughs> off. You know, I I think the sonnets are kind of a a really good challenge, um, because I think they're they're quite hard. Um, so I do I do love a good sonnet, and I do love Shakespeare. This yes. one I don't actually know off by heart, and I I've not seen it that often mm-hmm. compared to some. You know, like No Longer Mourn for Me When I'm Dead. You know, like yeah. there's some that I kind of really really know, um, but this one. Obviously, I've heard it and I've read it, but I've not worked on it, mm-hmm. shall we say. So it's I, quite good to, to see it. I think you should add that to your canon of sonnets. Well, it's interesting because you asked me to bring a, a little 
something that I might like I to did. read. Mm-hmm. I don't know if now's the time or later or I think or never. Yeah. No, now, no. now's good. Now's good. Now's good. So yeah. there's an extract of my solo show, which is actually a sonnet. Ah. My play was written by me, but this particular sonnet was written by my grandmother. So this is one oh. of her own pieces of writing. Now, she did not rate this. So um, it's not that she didn't like it, but she was not intending it to be published or anything like that. It was just huh. um, an interesting exploration of what it means to be human and what it is to deal with very large emotions. So I thought it might help some of the actors out there yeah. that might um, be interested in this. It happens at the end of the play and it's a it's a little moment that she has where she comes to terms with her own emotions about things. Wow. Okay, so this is a poem to God. It's a sonnet to God. Mm-hmm. God, guide my thoughts and let these guide my actions. Help me to quiet my mind before I speak, to find courage and patience to be meek when need arises. Let no distractions confuse my thoughts which need consideration, to understand, reflect that truth I seek. But all my thoughts are sometimes very weak, and reason flits away while deliberation to have my say in spite of how it hurts the ones I love consumes my very being, and horrid words come flying out in spurts. If only I could use a thought to run around full gallop past my angry feeling, then God, my thoughts, and actions would be one. I hope you like it, God. Amen. (laughs) (gasps) Wow. Do you like it? Oh, I feel that sort of thing on an almost daily basis. That's amazing. Yeah. That's good. So, Felicity Jurd, spelt J-U-R-D for those listening, (laughs) where can people listening find you in the world? Like I know you are with Scout Management. I am. I'm part of the Scout family. And yes, pretty Catherine. gorgeous humans. Yes. Catherine, Heidi, Amy. Amy, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All Goodness three of them me. are fabulous and we oh, love them. You could not wish for better, honestly. <laughs> cannot cannot say enough good things. Yeah, so you can look me up on the Scout website or you can go to my personal website, which is Probably in need of an update, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Yeah, or you can find me. I think probably the easiest way with what I'm doing is Instagram. Your Felicity Jurd official, aren't you? Yeah, Felicity Jurd official. And I've also got a coaching page if people are interested as well. And that's Felicity Jurd. That's actually Pitch Pause Pace. So that's my my coaching business. Yeah, Pitch Pause Pace. At Pitch Pause Pace. And that's on Instagram or any of the other socials as well? Uh, Yeah, it's on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not, I have to apologize in advance. I'm not as curated as some. Well, there's only so many hours in the day. You know well, what that's I mean? it. I, I just focus on getting the work done. And, exactly. <laughs> um, but you can have a look at my website if you want to look at testimonials and the coaching. So it's pitchpausepace.com.au and there's testimonials from corporate and, and from actors. I've worked with some incredible people and I'm lucky to still be working with some of those guys now. So, yeah. Well, well, they are lucky to have you, my love, as am I. And um, you've coached me when I was in a pickle. <laughs> I did. I did. But you, you know, know what? the other you, thing is... Well, I just got to say, what you were brilliant at, you zeroed in on what was the problem. And the problem was, as you put it, I'd been knocked off my perch. Those were the words. And I'd lost confidence in in that particular very complicated thing that I had to do. And you just gave me grounding exercises, which were fantastic. I mean, that's probably one thing that I'm able Mm. to pinpoint what the issue is. Clearly. You're amazing. Obviously not always right, but usually I'm a pretty good kind of, okay, I can zero in on that and that will give – it doesn't mean it's the only thing going on, but sometimes I can go, right, if I do that, that will fix at least three problems. Well, it worked. 
it worked. Mm. All right, the sign-off. I, I don't want to say goodbye because I could stay on the phone all day. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, it's not really phone. It feels like, that's, isn't that weird? It's it not kind phone, of feels like a phone, yeah. It feels like a fabulous phone call. <laughs> but, yes, I must go. I must go oh, and call my It's such a client. joy to talk to you. Thank you so much. And um, <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Cathy. You are Felicity, a gem. Ah, thank you. I just spoke right over the top of you while you were giving me oh, a compliment. Say it Kathy, again. They get a real sense of our um, funny banter that we do all the time every time I see you. <laughs> We have to be separated at the end of a day. Quick, you've got to go home. I'm just rubbish at taking a compliment. So um, You anyway, are, and yeah. you need to get better at that because you're do. actually seriously talented. I might just add, you know, like the Russian accent, unbelievable. <laughs> you're British, you're American, hello. Hello. Hello, it's so good. Australian's gonna... not bad either, mate. Yeah, Australian's good. Australian's good. Good one. Anyway, you are Love adorable. You. Love you. Thank you so much for being on the show, and I will see you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Kisses over the mic. That's my bird. That's my little bird, Sam, from before. That was the loudest kiss ever. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Thank darling. You. Bye, honey bunny. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Voice Over Voices, scripts and concept by Kathy Ogden. Music produced by Grant Windsor and written by Jeff Franzel and Kathy Ogden. You can find us on Instagram at voice underscore over underscore voices. If you liked this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe so more people can find us. Be kind. Thank you.